0: Hi everybody, and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. I've been loving the Peace Series because who's learned a lot? Yeah, I've really learnt a lot. I've been really blown away by the Peace Series because um, I don't suppose I've ever really sat down or thought about peace probably like you, but the unpacking and the unfolding of what peace really means in our lives has been so empowering and and so clear, and as every person has brought forth the message that God has given them, there's just been this revelation and this power that's been released, and I'm just loving it. So right now, Lord, we commit this morning to you, we open up our hearts for the ministry of your spirit and for revelation. We thank you that peace is available to us today. So, Lord, we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory and we thank you that you are in this place. And everybody agree with me by saying, <laughs> amen. amen. Let's go to Philippians 4. And verse 6, be anxious for nothing. Everybody say, nothing. <laughs> nothing. nothing. Be anxious for nothing. <laughs> It's just so much better, right? Um, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I love this verse. This verse has been just such a strength to me. It's been something that I come back to. I preached this on this first on a different series, different message. This isn't the same message warmed up. Um, (laughs) So this is fresh manner today, I I can guarantee it. But God says be anxious for nothing. But truth be told, we are all anxious. (laughs) Yes, you are. You know you are. We all are, at different different levels. Anxiety comes into our life at different levels. You know, probably, you know, you're a teenager in this place, you're thinking, I don't even know what the word anxiety means. I, I just go from day to day, you know. That's lovely. But no, you do, because your exams come up and all the pressures of life. I think that actually there's a lot of anxious people around who suffer from anxiety because there is such a demand that is being placed upon us. There's so many pressures in life. Life is, I think, going faster than ever, but I don't know whether that's because I'm getting older. <laughs> but, you know, the year, here we are, coming up to the end of another year, and, and I just can't believe how fast it's all happening. Um, and, but do you know what? We all suffer different levels of anxiety. And, that, you know, a study is done every four years in the UK to, to, from a, a mental health study, And it's amazing the statistics that come up. And so they did the last one in 2013. And they're they're going to be doing the next one, obviously, next year. But incredible to see, after they've done that study, that there are actually uh, 8.2 million cases of anxiety. That's a lot. One in five... Suffer from anxiety disorder, according to the NHS, anxiety disorder, one in five. So if you think how many people are in this place today, one in five of you is suffering from anxiety. (laughs) It's such good news when you come to church, isn't it? You just feel so lifted, you know. But anxiety is a real thing on different levels. Anxiety can cripple you, anxiety will stop you from functioning. But God says be anxious for nothing. Mm, you see anxiety is this sort of irrational fear. It's this 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 thought or fear of events that either have gone past or present or future that you don't know the outcome. Yeah. That's what anxiety is. And in actual fact, anxiety they say is the mechanism our coping mechanism for feeling safe. Mm. So it comes from our flight and fight uh, place. And so actually, anxiety is a reaction, quite a normal reaction. Mm -hmm. But anxiety is something that we all get. And it's not necessarily wrong, but it's what you do with it. But I just love the words that God says, be anxious for nothing. And so God has an answer for us. And as I see the nation becoming increased... I mean, we did a mental health training uh, about 12 hours or something, didn't we? And the statistics are horrendous of the amount of people who are suffering from anxiety and depression and panic attacks and fear. It's a very real thing that is happening in our society today. And it's a very real thing that happens in our lives. Hello? Hello? for whatever level that you might be experience. But, you know, it says in the message Bible, I'm not so keen on the message version, okay? I sort of kind of look at it and think, whoa, what were you on? But but in Philippians, is that bad to say that? Okay, so (laughs) Philippians 4, but verse 7 in the message Bible, I thought this was quite amazing what it says. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. And that's it really, isn't it? It's, It's the fact that anxiety takes this central place within our lives. Mm. Worry takes this central place in our life and actually displaces peace. And the only way to displace anxiety is to get peace back into the place in which it should be. So then you can rest. So then you can make decisions, so then you can afford to take risks, so then you are not contained but completely at peace. And so really I want to talk about this morning how to displace anxiety, be anxious for nothing and then to put, to, to put peace into the centre of your life again because when you function out of peace, your life will just take on a whole new dynamic because you will be free to hear, to listen, to make decisions, and to just live life without having that, that holding back the whole time. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we don't want to hold back. We want to just go for it in Christ mm-hmm. because there is so much more that we are yet to attain. And so I want you to just start off this, this morning by just asking yourself, what is central to your life? Is it anxiety and worry or is it peace and i want you to just be honest with yourself this morning if you think about i'm just looking at bethany and andy and i'm thinking they've got a wedding next week (laughs) that's enough to be anxious about isn't it but you know there's so many things in our lives that are there to be anxious about even if it's a daily decision and so how are we going to function out of that place of anxieties in the central part part When peace should be in that central part. Because when you operate from peace, you operate from a different place. It's all about positioning yourself this morning so that you can have it. But I love the thing about God, you know. I I love the whole thing about the Bible because it's so practical. You know, people want to know how to live life, read your Bible. It's so practical because God says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving make your requests known to God. In everything. Now that is a daily living. That is a day by day in everything praying, supplication and thanksgiving to God making our requests known. That's how we take anxiety out of that central place and put peace in it because in everything. So this has got to be some kind of habitual behaviour. We all have habitual behaviours that we probably don't want the person next to us to know what it is. But we do. But we need to make these things a habit in our life, in everything. That's a lot. That really is a lot, right? Everything prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Now, I want you to I want us to take a hold of those things prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, we make our request known to God, and then peace comes. okay, so I want you who 's ever been camping who 's ever been oh that 's quite a lot. I hate camping <laughs> <laughs> I hate the bugs. And I hate the fact you can't take straighteners and plug them in. (laughs) I really do. Uh, um, But if you've ever been camping, it's fine if it's sunny, right? Beautiful, lovely. One with nature. (laughs) And bugs. But if you go camping and you're trying to put a tent up, if it's windy... Now, who's ever tried to put a tent up if it's windy? Oh, gosh, quite a few. Wow! That's proof we live in Scotland or the UK or wherever you were. And it's not easy to put a tent up when it's windy, right? But I want you to just imagine that tent. Now, I know that a tent has more than four pegs. Don't come after me afterwards and say, well, actually, it has guide ropes, it has pegs. But for the sake of argument, this tent has four pegs, right? (laughs) To peg it down. Now, I want you to see... That prayer is one peg. Supplication is the second peg. Thanksgiving is the third peg. What is the fourth peg? The fourth peg is peace that actually establishes that thing. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, we need to pray because God says that shifts, that displaces anxiety. So in everything, we need to pray. Now, when Steve Kennedy came through and he spoke to the young adults and he spoke to the youth, and we are still quoting these three words now, when Steve Kennedy became a Christian, a very wise person came to him and said, you must remember three things. Read your Bible, pray, and go to church. Aren't you glad you came to church today? (laughs) (laughs) Those three things have stuck with us. They were even mentioned in the prayer meeting. Because that's the kind of message and discipleship we need to give one another, is to read your Bible, pray, and go to church. Now, praying is such a crucial part of our lives, but there's a difference between prayer and supplication. Mm -hmm. Praying is something almost like a conversation. Mm -hmm. So with Kevin, when Kevin's in the house, we have conversations, even if it's something that's you know, we need to work out something. We do it by conversation because we have relationship. Mm. When you have relationship with Christ Jesus, every day is a conversation. That's prayer. That's how easy prayer is because you just talk to him in everything, through everything, Mm. throughout the day. That is prayer. And the beautiful thing is also that when we are anxious in our heart, God has given us the gift of tongues. And I say to you, if you haven't got the gift of tongues in your life, then search for it, ask for it, pursue it. Mm -hmm. Because when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and I received the heavenly language, the gift of tongues, my prayer life completely changed. Mm -hmm. I entered into a dynamic of prayer that I never had before. And when my brain couldn't work it out, the heavenly language was enough to pray. Heavenly language bypasses this thing here that wants to reason and wants to have an answer. But the Bible says that praying in tongues builds you up. Praying in tongues releases the mysteries of heaven. Mm -hmm. So you know that anxious feeling when you think, I don't know what's going on. God does, so pray in tongues. So pursue it. And ask for the gift of tongues, because it is the most incredible thing to pray in a heavenly language. My goodness, you feel like the heavens are unlocked, and God is just doing stuff behind the scenes, working on your behalf. Amazing. Honestly, do it. So, by prayer, which is one tent peg... And you're putting this thing up because there's there's wind and you need protection. There's, there's, There's a storm outside, which is anxiety, and you need to get inside that tent. So by prayer, so make prayer a daily thing. In everything, pray. Just have a conversation with God. Listen to him. Talk to him. Converse with him. That's what prayer is. And the second thing is supplication. Now, supplication is a little bit different because it's like an entreaty. It's a petition before God. And there are times in your Christian life, in your Christian walk, that you need to make a petition. You need to make a a prayer of supplication. And the way that this is different is like a formal request. Now, Kevin and I can have a conversation that happens during the day. We could talk, we converse, even talk through problems. But when we get an issue, a real issue, we get a cup of coffee, because coffee, as I told Andy the other day, helps everything. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's prayer, but there's also coffee. That was heresy, I'm sorry.
1: But coffee does help
0: things. So we sit down with a cup of coffee... And we we make a formal point of talking together, a concentrated time together to sort out a problem. Within that time, we, we work out what is our action plan? What do we need to do? What's the step? And it's just like that with God. You need to have a time where a concentrated time of prayer that you come and you bring your petition before God. It is so much different than your normal normal conversation. This is a point where, like they take a petition to number 10. And it is presented in that house. It is presented to those who govern. And so you come with a prayer of petition and you present it to God. And the prayer of petition is a thing that actually sits before God, just like that petition sits... In number 10, and they say, uh, we, need to, we need to pay that attention because that's sitting there. That's, de- that's speaking to us. That's demanding a response. Mm-hmm. So it is with a petition that you give to God, it's demanding a response. Mm-hmm. And when you bring a petition before, when you bring a formal request before God, you spend time praying... It it sits there and stands before God. Now, this is what it says in 1 John 5, 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And so I want you to understand these things are very crucial when there is a major thing happening in your life and anxiety and worry are starting to eat you up, you need to bring a petition before God. Sometimes it's the last thing we do, but it should be the first thing that you do. And so that's those two tent pegs firmly placed in the ground, but we've still got the tent flying around, right? Because it's windy. You've got the picture. This one, this tent peg is absolutely crucial. It says, with prayer supplication, and thanksgiving. And thanksgiving is the key for your life. You see, if you pray prayers without thanksgiving, they're not prayers of faith. If you pray prayers without thanksgiving, they're anxious prayers. Because thanksgiving is the very uh, basis, is the very key for you to to pray a prayer that is going to be effective yeah. because when you thank God in your prayer life it reminds you of what he's done yeah. mm-hmm. when you thank God in your prayer life you're thanking yeah. him for what he's done before he's even done it yeah. mm-hmm. it's positioning you in a completely different place mm-hmm. with thanks I remember in 96 we'd moved up in 95 to pioneer this church we came up with just our two kids at the time. Oaz oh, was just a sparkle in his dad's eye. <laughs> and we came up with our two kids. And what happened is that Kevin had a furniture business down south. And what he sold his part of the business, his brother bought it. And that amount of money that he sold, that he uh, sold it for, they supported us by putting money to us every month. Okay? But like a year later, the money ran out. Wasn't very much we got for it, really, was it? And so um, I remember that, you know, we'd been having this money coming from the business. We were pioneering church. We were desperately trying to. Uh, make church happen, form something out of nothing. We were renting halls. We were buying equipment. We were advertising. There was money going out everywhere, just pouring it into the church. And we really didn't have much money. That's why Kevin, you know, was saying what he was saying today. But there came a point where the money ran out. Now, I just thought, what on earth are we going to do? Oh, I've got two kids, I've got the church, we've got a house, we've got a car, we've got all these things. How on earth are we going to survive? So did I pray a prayer of faith? <laughs> You're catching adrift right now. I did not pray a prayer of faith. This was my response, right? I sat on the edge of my bed and I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And cried. Then I decided that I would write a little note. And this note, I would look back, and I, or, or maybe others would read it, and then would be just so sympathetic towards what was going in our life. So my prayer was to God that, he, obviously, he would do something in everything. But when I wrote this note, this is how I wrote it. This is the day I died. This is the day we have run out of money and we are doomed. (laughs) There was no thanksgiving in my little letter. There was no faith in my little letter. And hence, after I'd finished my... Spiritual suicide note. <laughs> For all to see, I did not feel any better whatsoever. And I prayed anxious prayers and nothing happened. But you know, then when God got round my heart and faith started to come and I started to thank him, do you know what you supplied all this time? There's no reason why you're not going to supply This next thing in our life. There's no reason by, I mean, I cannot see how the money's coming in. We don't even have a congregation. And and there was all these questions that I had in my heart. But when I started to displace anxiety by thanking God for what he had done, what he had placed in our life, what he had given, faith started to come back into my life and so peace started to reign back in my life again. It is crucial you pray your prayers with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It is crucial that you remind yourself what God has done Mm -hmm. on your daily prayer life and your petitions that you you bring before God. I didn't die, by the way. I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) But I want you to understand that's the third peg is thanksgiving. You see, what's happening, we've talked about a climate of peace. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it, okay? Prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving are the elements to that climate. So you draw a climate around yourself of peace by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. We need to pray. We need to have conversations with God. And the very last thing then you are able to do is peg that last bit that's flapping around. That's always the worst one. And plug that thing in deep into the ground with peace. So you have established peace in your life. Now you have a safe place. Now you have rest. Now you have a place out of the storm. Now you have a a covering. Now you have a place to inhabit and it's called peace. Hello everybody. We're looking for peace. Everyone's looking for peace. And so by prayer and thanksgiving, we displace anxiety, and establish peace, submit, submitting our whole self. Now, I'm, I, I was reminded about the, the story of the Shunammite woman in 2 Kings 4. And in 2 Kings 4, there's this notable woman who sees the man of God, the prophet Elisha, coming past her house. And so she decides that she's going to make a room for him. She's going to honor the man of God. And so she does that. During that time, because she has met his need, he turns around and says to her, what can I do for you? Um, And they're lovely words from heaven, what can I do for you? And he prophesies over her that she will have a son because she's got no one to inherit. So he prophesies over her that she will have a son, and she has a son. Now, this is the deepest desire of her heart, as you can imagine. She didn't ask for it. Gehazi said, Do you know, she's been wanting, you know, she doesn't have anyone to inherit. So he prophesized this, but it is actually the most deepest desire of her heart. But then one day, the child grew, but one day the child got very sick and died. And I, when I read this story... so utterly inspired by this woman. I cannot get over her response when this promise dies in her arms. She goes up to the man of God's bed, the place she had prepared for him, and places that child on the bed. She shuts the door. She calls for someone, she calls for them to bring a donkey that she might go and find Elisha. As she does that, her husband says, What are you doing? And do you know what her response is to her husband? Her child has just died. Her response to her husband, as he says, Is everything all right? She says, Everything's all right. Then she goes to find Elisha, and Elisha sees her far off, and Gehazi says, Go meet her. That's that woman, go meet her. And when Gehazi meets her, meets her, he says, Is everything alright? She says, Everything's fine. Then she falls at Elisha's feet, grabs his ankles. Gehazi goes to push her away, and Elisha says, don't push her away. Her soul is in deep distress, and God has hidden it from me. This woman's soul is in deep distress because her son has been lost, but she has told people twice, it is well with my soul, it's all right. Now the end of the story is Elisha goes back and revives her son back to life. But I am constantly inspired by a woman whose world has been broken apart, Mm -hmm. fallen apart by the very thing she desired so deep in her heart has been lost. But her response is so crucial, she goes right back to the source. Mm -hmm. She goes right back. She says, even though she's in deep distress and others are coming around, she goes, it's okay. Because in her heart, she knows she's got to go straight to the source. And I want to say to you today that we have to go straight to the source. Mm We ha- yes, God has put counselors around us. Yes, God has put loved ones around us. But we have got to go straight to the source, and that is Christ Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Because your soul let loose will be like a headless chicken running around in the yard all over the place. And what she was doing was keeping her soul in check, mm-hmm. knowing I can't, let, I can't give myself over to the distress. I can't give myself over to the anxiety. I can't give myself over to the fear. Mm-hmm. She prepared for a resurrection. She didn't prepare for a burial. Yeah. And friend, what you've got to prepare for your life is for the Prince of Peace to come running in and sitting upon the throne of your heart. Yeah. Unto us. A child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Almighty God, Prince of Peace. That's when you displace anxiety, the Prince of Peace can sit on the throne of your heart. You see, Philippians 4 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in all... Wait, wait, wait. In everything. It's because I've got that other scripture in my head. Wait a minute. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests known to God, and the God of peace, who passes understanding, will guard your hearts through Christ Jesus. I want you to understand here, we go to a place of escape, we don't go to the answer. When this anxiety comes into your heart, what is your escape? Do you go to the source or do you go to the escape? Do you go to the alcohol? Do you go to the computer? Do you go to the television? My escape used to be my bed. I figured that if I could just get in bed, put the covers over, go to sleep, it'll all go away. Had to get up again, didn't I? (laughs) But what is your escape? Because don't go to default, don't go to your escape. Go to the source, go to the Prince of Peace. You see, that peace passes all understanding because it it is He who transcends past your situations and circumstances in peace. It says in the last part of that, and of his government and peace, there will be no end. Peace is increasing upon your life if you submit under the lordship of Christ. If you submit your mind, your will, your emotions under the lordship of Christ, he then can rule over it. That word guard... The God of Peace will guard your heart. That word "guard" is a military word. It's a military word that actually means. know, I remember it. It's a military word that actually means that uh, to to guard. To guard the heart, to actually... Oh, I've got to find it. (laughs) Hang on a minute. For those listening on the pod, just hang on a minute. I will find it. Okay, there's the headless chicken bit. (laughs) Guard. Okay. It's the authority to guard, protect by a military guarding to prevent hostile invasion. Isn't that amazing? This peace is not a fuzzy, lovely, warmy, peacey thingy. (laughs) Peace is rest and peace is calm, but this peace is not passive. This is a peace, a governing peace. Of his government and peace, there is no end. Did you know the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace? So what you've got going on here over your life, when you invite the Prince of Peace to come in and displace anxiety, you've got, some, you've got, a, you've got a higher law going on. You've got, you've got this, this um, active peace that is, is working in your life that it's, it's just not come to, to wrap you in a warm blanket. It comes and stands guard over your heart. Through Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ was the very one who just who brought the bill of peace. Yeah. Who stood there with his with his with his arms stretched out and said, It is finished. Of his government and peace, there is in it. We've got the kingdom working for us, the government of peace working for us, and the Prince of Peace sitting on our parts. How can we be anxious for anything? when He is guarding our hearts, working for us, actively looking after us, moving and increasing over us. And we can let that increase of peace move across our hearts so then we can come into a place of rest. We can come into a place of power. We can come into a place where we do not have to sit back any longer. But the Bible says, go in peace, give peace, rest in peace. Have all this peace around our lives as long as you invite the Prince of Peace to sit upon your life. In everything, by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, make your requests known to God and the God of peace who passes understanding, past our own wisdom, by our past opinions, by our past fears, by everything, the God of peace because of who he is will guard your heart. That's what we need today, right? You need that. You need that over your work. You need that over your family! You need that over your future. You actually need that over your past because you are still bringing your past into the future. You need this over your finances. You need this over your dissertation. You need this over your exams. You need this over your business. You need this peace because this peace empowers you. You don't have to live with anxiety. You don't have to be anxious for anything. I've brought you good news this morning. Makes me feel good and warm and fuzzy on the inside. No. But will you do something this morning? Will you go to the source? And will you please pray? Do not let prayer be the last thing you do. Let prayer be the first thing you do. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.